Ooh, hey baby. Welcome to the torn page. We're not doing ASMR. Welcome to the torn page. We're not doing ASMR. Episode two. Welcome to the torn page. This is the second episode. Joseph's being a dickhead. You're really annoying sometimes. <laughs> You're the producer. I'm just the talent. Uh, today we're basically just like freestyling. We got like four different stories that we're going to cover because couldn't really like, I didn't have enough information to cover an hour's worth in one of these stories. So we're just like, hey, let's just kind of freestyle and go over all of them. We didn't get enough information because these people don't want to give us information all secretive and shit. Yeah, it's going to be Freestyle Friday. I actually haven't come up with a name, but we're going to do this like regularly, probably kind of. We'll do the regular program about a game or something of that sort. And then Joseph wants to cover some other stuff that might be a little darker, uh, the paranormal and all that bullshit. And then we'll also do, like, I've always wanted to just like cover like random weird stories throughout the week, like Florida man shit, maybe, mm-hmm. or just random things like that. And this is going to be kind of like that. There's a couple of things that have like come to light that I've noticed that I wanted to talk about. And the first one, Joseph's going to talk about it's Bigfoot. Yeah, today we getting spooky, Bigfoot. Today in the world of the Sam Squanch, the question in the community is, is Bigfoot a ghost? When I, when I first saw this article, it kind of made sense because you have different sightings in different areas around the same time frame. I don't know shit about Bigfoot, so this is all new to me. Bigfoot is, should be our uh, our nation's mascot. <laughs> Fuck the bald eagle. Sasquatch. <laughs> the image of North America. I, I can imagine a, a, a Sasquatch, you know, hand over heart, saluting. It represents America. Imagine him on the front lines. They'd stand no chance. He's a ghost. He can't kill he's him. Ghost. Yeah. He's, he's ethereal. Uh, yeah. Uh, I came across an article about is Bigfoot a ghost and it is a huge article about it's, it. Yeah, and uh I'm going to discuss all three of those points in the article with the bare minimum because this is a huge fucking article. And it we is have, a very long article. We have three other stories to get to, so let's get started. Go ahead. Is Bigfoot a ghost? It does make sense. Yeah, it kind of does make sense. Uh there uh let's see, we have uh Paranormal investigators James Bobo Fay. Is that the Southern dude? No, the Southern dude is Dallas Gilbert. I'll get to him in a second. Okay. James Bobo Fay and Dana Matthews. They've been following Bigfoot. They have numerous TV shows, Finding Bigfoot, blah, blah, blah. All the shit you watch at 9 p.m. when you have nothing else to watch. True. The, the micro-budget TV shows with the terrible CGI. Yeah, yeah. The, my favorites. The, uh... They've been hunting Bigfoot for years and, you know, they've gotten footprints and heard the howls. That's all you ever get. Until someone came up with the idea or the theory of Bigfoot being a ghost or a being from another dimension. Yeah, I mean, I I believe in the dimension theory and the multiverse theory and whatnot, so. Bigfoot has had his fair share of fame throughout the years. It's been what, almost 100 years since the first Bigfoot sighting? Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, um, he's had fame. He That sweet movie, Harry and the Hendersons. I love that movie. Yeah. And, uh, Jack Link's Beef Jerky. It's their mascot. Yeah. Good Beef Jerky, too. 
Yeah, good beef jerky. Yeah, I have a uh, beef jerky ad cup thing at the house. I yeah. keep changing it. Um, James Fay and Dana Matthews started investigating this theory and came across a trance medium by the name of Kathleen Odom. What is a trance medium? A trance medium is a psychic that goes into a trance so they can communicate with the other world. Gotcha. Kathleen Odom gave Faye and Matthews the opportunity to write down questions to give to her, and they wrote down more than a dozen uh, questions like, are you... So she is supposed to talk to Sasquatch? Yeah. Bigfoot, I mean. Because uh, Bigfoot being uh, out of this dimension. And I know this is, this is not making any sense right now, but it will in the end. I'm tar- Tarantinoing this right now. Yeah, I'm very confused. Okay, they they wrote down some questions from for, for Kathleen Odom, and she went to her, her trance and spoke to Bigfoot. But did she? But did she? Did uh, she really talk to Bigfoot? Nobody knows. <laughs> this is what makes this is fun. Bigfoot being uh, uh, saying things like. You know, there's more than one of us. We have portals to get back and forth. Yeah. yeah. This, <laughs> this is where the green flash comes in. Okay. Uh, the green flash appears every time there is a Bigfoot sighting. So essentially the green flash is them maybe going through a portal. Yeah. Into a different dimension than the portal closing. Uh, another question Kathleen asked the Sam Squanch is, are you a ghost? Bigfoot replied, well, we're at least ghost-like. <sighs> but <laughs> I'm not big on psychics. I'd, I'd, I'd say that being a psychic is a sham. Yeah. It's just mentalism. It's reading body language. Yeah. Uh, if you want a good laugh, go look up John Edwards, not the politician, but the psychic, his fail videos. Because they are just fucking hilarious. Him when saying when he doesn't get the shit right. Yeah, when he doesn't get it right, and the person's just staring at him like he's a piece of shit. Because he's a piece of shit. I'm gonna move past Kathleen Odom because she's a piece of shit too. Yeah, my in my opinion, like she's a medium that's supposed to talk to ghosts. When people, and I feel this way with most mediums, when people approach a medium, they're looking for a specific answer. Yes, and that medium knows how to find that answer through just reading people. So she knows what they want to hear. But so she goes into her little trance and she tells them what they want to hear. It's just like the the psychic sisters. I can't remember their names. I don't remember either. Uh, they pulled this scam in the 1800s or 1900s of where they would say that they were psychics and they would put on these shows. They would get the table to move by just like kicking it a little. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of it's it's a show. It's literally, you have people that are, most people that go to a psychic or a medium are very distraught. They want to talk to like dead relatives or hear something from dead relatives and things like this. And it's not hard for them to tell you what you want to hear. They're just masters at reading people. That's it. But in my opinion, if a medium is real, like if they could speak to a a ghost, like, a human. Yeah. A human being that's passed on. I feel like that would be like a lower energy to yeah. talk to. But a Bigfoot, I feel like that would be a... That's hu- big dick energy. That's big, hairy dick energy right yeah. there. Fuck Kathleen Odom. I don't get it. I don't trust mediums. 
uh, my mom did, and yeah. there has been some. She did tell me some things that did come true, but I think it was just like lucky guesses because my mom went to go see one, and back in the nineties, you could take your own little tape recorder and record the whole session, and she would play it back later and be like, "Oh my god, that happened! Yeah. Oh my god!" The psychic told my mom once, "One of your children's fathers will die." Eventually, yeah. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, nobody lives forever. Yeah, but my brother's dad died two weeks later. He drank himself to death, so it isn't inevitable. I mean, your mom, did your mom tell, tell her that he was an alcoholic? I don't, she uh, the psychic she didn't, might have. The psychic didn't mention anything about alcohol. I don't remember. I was young. Fuck it. I mean, it's just, it seems like a lot of the times they they ask very vague questions, but get specific answers. Yeah. Um, uh, like it's just like I tell people, being a psychic is just mentalism. Yeah, that's all it is. All it is. Uh, and if you do believe in psychics, good for you. But a piece of advice: don't go to a psychic that advertises. Mm, yeah, they if they were good, they wouldn't have to advertise. Yeah, yeah, because they would know you're coming. Yeah, go just just like that joke. If you walk into a psychic shop, hello, how may I help you? Walk right back out because they're supposed to know. They're supposed to know what you're there for. Yeah, how may I help you? You're supposed to know this. And, you know, if I ever go see a psychic, I'm just going to walk out the door. Why didn't you pay me? You're a psychic. You're supposed to see this. <laughs> You're supposed to know I'm coming in here broke as fuck. <laughs> Who said I had money? That's what I'm looking for. Contact my grandmother. Where's the money? <laughs> Despite hundreds or thousands of sightings each year, they still can't find a body. Makes sense. Kind of, in this theory. Ethereal. Yeah. If you can't find a body of a Sasquatch, because that's what I've always wondered this dude dead. He's been around for a long time. He's probably but died. he's not human, so we don't know the lifespan of... All we have are footprints. Yeah, that's and it. And blurry pictures. We don't know what it is. But if we get to the paranormal side of it, uh, every time that they're, they're hunting for a Bigfoot or a Bigfoot has been spotted, there's been mysterious lights, disappearing footprints... Yeah. And electronic malfunctions, which is every uh, some things that you get, mysterious lights and electronic malfunctions is everything you get in ghost hunting. In my experience with ghost hunting, any time that you're, it, you could take a fully charged battery in your camera into a haunted site and it will be drained because the ghost will use the energy from that battery to manifest or do things. Which, like I said, Bigfoot being a big energy would drain it rather quickly if he yeah, were definitely. a ghost. But we can move on to Dallas Gilbert now. From Who what I heard, Dallas Gilbert. Dallas Gilbert is a good old boy. Yeah, he's that big old, he's good old southern boy. Southern boy, thick accent. He has born wild tattooed on his hands and lives out of a van. Oh, so yeah, he a good old boy. He's credible. <laughs> he's got thousands of pictures, blurry pictures of Bigfoot lining the walls of that van. They're from Ohio. Yeah. He claims that Bigfoot uses portals to travel from our world to his. He also claims that Bigfoot telepathically taught him a sacred language that could summon the Sasquatch when spoken. Okay. So he can da Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, Dallas claims he walked through a Bigfoot portal into a prehistoric world. Uh, this dude also seems like the type that would wear a tinfoil hat. This man got tinfoil armor, dog. Dallas taught Dana Matthews, the P.I. I talked about earlier the sacred words to summon the Bigfoot. When Dana spoke the words, a green flash illuminated the sky, followed by booming shrieks that lasted for hours. Wow. 
coincidence. Maybe not, but is it Bigfoot? Is it? Because there are, there's thousands and thousands of people across the United States that firmly believe in a Sasquatch. Yeah. They have conventions. They go on week-long camping trips to try to see him or something like that. I'd love to go on one, honestly. It'd be pretty, if it, if something like that would actually happen, it might change my mind on the way I feel about the paranormal, but. I mean, I've never gone and tried to experience it, so. I can't remember exactly. I don't think it was Dallas Gilbert that said it. I think it was the other guy. I can't remember his name. He's The one that hangs out with Dallas? No, he's in the article. He was an ex-merchant Marine, but he claims that he he claims that he fought. He, he had a fist fight with Bigfoot. You'd be dead, dog. Tim Holmes. But I will keep our audience updated on this theory. Is or is not Bigfoot a ghost? Is he an ethereal being from a different dimensional plane? That is truly the question we have. That is, like, is he an alien? I wouldn't say alien. Possibly. Uh, Possibly. With with my years of, of cryptozoology... I've always thought that Bigfoot was kind of like in the same level as the Jersey Devil. Possibly. Like a, a creature born out of malice. Yeah. And has roamed the earth. I don't know, though. Like, But I think with with the potential of aliens and UFO sightings, which we'll talk about way later. Yeah. I think it's possible for him to be a otherworldly being. It truly is, because we don't know what any of them look like. All we have is really blurry photos, blurry photos. And when it comes to otherworldly beings, really the only thing we have is what's been created by people's imagination within film and books and stuff like that. And the other question that comes up is, is it the same Bigfoot that everybody's seeing? Like, is it multiple big? Big feet? Is that the plural of this? Big footies. Big footies. That's what we're sticking with. Is it <laughs> is it multiple big footies appearing through different portals like in Washington or Michigan or Pennsylvania? And what are they doing here? Yeah. Uh, is the big thing. Are, like, are they here to eat humans like the greys are? Or I'm scared of the greys. You know, it's, it's very weird... To wonder what they're doing here. Why are they always in the woods? Yeah. Why don't their portals ever pop out at a pizza shop in New York City? We don't know. Because if it was in New York City, he would have been ex- he would have been ex- accepted in the pizza shop as <laughs> Hey Tony. <laughs> because he looks like he's from Brooklyn. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh like the other question I have is, you know, we look at these photographs and there's like there's that one big foot that's like all dark hair colored and then there's the one that's kind of like dirty blondish maybe it's like the wookies there's different ones they all look yeah different. maybe maybe the females have lighter fur yeah maybe maybe they're just out in the woods fucking and the reason y'all never catch them is because i gotta run away because he was knee deep in muff and you fucked with him big footy muff <laughs> that's going on a t-shirt <laughs> Let's move on to something that. <laughs> okay, okay. That's that's all. All I wonder is, do you believe Bigfoot is a ghost? Do you believe Bigfoot is real? Drop your theories in our DMs. 
just uh, this will be posted on YouTube, so you can comment on the YouTube comments, whatever. What is your opinion on Bigfoot and the Bigfooties? Moving on. Moving on. Dear Next God. thing we have is this little law that was signed in in Washington. So apparently they're allowing human compost composting as an alternative to burial or cremation, which I think is good. This article was put, uh, put out May 22nd, 2019. Governor Jay Inslee signed into law a bill making it legal for licensed facilities to offer natural organic reduction, which turns a human body mixed with substances such as wood chips and straw into soil in a span of just several weeks. The process based on that of like livestock composting. So farmers, you do it with cows and chickens and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, farmers do it with, uh, if they have chicken houses, they do it with the recycled litter. Yeah, because I know you worked in a chicken house. Yeah, uh, we uh, we could use the uh, chicken litter as fertilizer, and it's great. Yeah, so it get it, it's almost going to give humans a new life, essentially. Yeah, it's kind. I think it's kind of cool because you know if you get cremated, like you're just going to sit on a mantle. Yeah, for the rest of that person's life, and then eventually you're just going to get. You're gonna someone's you're gonna want your ashes spread somewhere. At least with this, you it's gonna help your carbon footprint, I guess. Yeah. You know, your body's gonna make way for more oxygen to be put into the earth since you took all that fucking oxygen while you were alive and wasted it. Yeah, sucking up my air. But I think it's kind of cool. Um, a test on the system was carried out in 2018 on the remains of six terminally ill people who donated their bodies for research. The research, according to Lynn Carpenter Boggs, a soil scientist at Washington State University, was clean, rich, odorless soil that passed all federal and state safety guidelines for potential hazardous pathogens and pollutants such as metals. So there's no metals in it. It's not, apparently it's not a new phenomenon, although for thousands of years, religious and cultural beliefs in different parts of the world led to methods for the preservation, preservation of the bodies of the departed rather than allowing them to return to nature. So I think it's good. Apparently it's been legal in Sweden since 2005. Uh, what is the process? It's basically there. The body it's done basically just like livestock composting is. Oh, the body's mixed with different substances like wood chips, straw, stuff like that. And it's turned into soil over a couple of weeks. Yeah. Because the human body decomposes quickly. Yeah. It's a, their website. There's a company called Recompose. Recompose. It's uh, owned by this lady, Katina Spade. She's the founder and CEO. And their website says, Our service, Recomposition, gently converts human remains into soil so that we can nourish new life after we die. Hmm. Which I think is really good. It's going to help the carbon footprint. You know, one person leaves the world to create trees or plants or something like that to grow more things instead of just rotting away underground with a coffin for no reason. We're in an urn on the mantle collecting dust. I think I like it. I, I do like that. I would sign up, but I already have a prior conviction to another program. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're donating your body, like you don't, they could take your organs and then just throw you down. Yeah, the program. Yours is for science, though. Isn't yeah, it? the program. I'm I'm gonna let the audience know about this so more people know because the hospice nurse I was with my mom didn't even know. Yeah, 
And since she found out about it, she's told many more people. And it is a great program. It's called the Genesis Program. Genesis Program. The Whole Body Donation Foundation. What they do is when you pass away, one of your family members or whoever you keep as your contact on your paperwork uh, calls the foundation. Everything is completely covered. Yeah, they literally, they paid, like, with his mom, for example, they paid all of her hospital bills, her hospice bills, uh, funeral costs, cremation, everything. Yeah. What they do is they they send somebody from Tennessee, I think it's around Memphis. Yeah. Uh, They send someone from Tennessee to pick up your your, your body, and they take it to their, I don't want to say lab. It's... It, they take it to their lab, and it's pretty much they put your body into different scenarios to help out medical examiners or police officers to see uh, how your body decomposes in certain temperatures or environments. One of the ones that I signed up for, it was completely optional, and it, I think it's the most hardcore way to go out or to have my body used is they put your body into a vehicle, light it on fire. Oh, shit. So they can tell the difference between a car fire or if the fire was started by an accelerant. Yeah. How the burns are different. You know, I've never seen like a regular car fire. I've never seen an engine just light on fire. Me either. I've only ever seen like accelerated fires. So, but that is really cool. Genesis program is super cool. Uh, I, I signed up for it because I'm not going to leave a lot after I die. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't want like my friends or family to stress about the burial, the funeral, whatever. They do, uh, Genesis does do something really cool. Every year they have a conference and it's with like all the stockholders and all that and family members. Yeah. And they do a tribute out of all these people. And I watched one of their tribute videos and it was 45 minutes long. Jesus Christ. But Is it for everyone that has like died and gave in their body to mm-hmm. the program yeah. that year? Uh, That's the, pretty cool. If anybody's wondering, the website is genesislegacy.org. And it yeah, is, look into their stuff. If you're close to dying, check it out. Yeah, and it's no cost to your family at all. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's for science. You know, it's it's to help people that are scientists look in further into the body, learn more about the body, because that's the only way we're going to achieve immortality. Sure. That's the only way. Sure. <laughs> Unless you was like drink the blood of virgins or something. I don't. I can't. What does Satan want you to do? There's a spell. I'm not gonna get into it. Moving on. All right. That's that's all for the human compost. I think it's really cool. Apparently, it's been around in Sweden for a long time, and it's finally moving to America with the great state of Washington. Washington is definitely Washington is a state that everyone should want to live at. Honestly, they're making strides with marijuana. I think they're starting to decriminalize other drugs, too. Uh, Colorado has decriminalized shrooms. Yeah. I don't want to get into certain things that have been banned recently because I will go off on this podcast and we will fuck the other two subjects. Yeah. But fun fact, Arizona has legalized nunchucks. (laughs) (laughs) Were they illegal previously? I guess so. Like... Georgia's bitching about abortion. Uh, Arizona's trying to get weed. Or, yeah, Arizona's like legalized weed. Now you get nunchucks. 
It's like Texas is an open carry for swords. Yeah, Texas is an open carry for swords. Texas, I think, is like a lot of people say Texas is like the best state to live because of their laws and the way their taxes are put out. But I don't know. We're going to move on. The third subject we have today is some tomfoolery. It's the MMS. It's Miracle Mineral Supplement or Miracle Mineral Solution or Master Mineral Solution, MMS, or the CD Protocol, which is what uh, Kara Rivera... Or what I call it. She refers to it as a CD Protocol. I just call it a a large load of horse shit. Yeah, it's... So, MMS is chlorine dioxide, which simplified is bleach, right? It's made, you mix sodium chloride, science lesson real quick, the rest of this. So you mix sodium chloride with acids. It could be, a lot of people use hydrochloric acid because it's easy to get. So so is sodium chloride. It's really easy to get. You mix them together, voila, sodium dioxide, or chlorine dioxide. But it's, it's not good to ingest a lot every day, all the time. It can cause nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Uh, if you have really low blood pressure, It'll kill you because of dehydration. It also can cause acute renal failure, which is your kidneys stop working. Um, what else? It can cause rope worms, which is like basically when it goes through your intestines, it cuts, it rips your the membranes of your intestines. So when you shit, it looks like little worms are coming out of your poop, but it's actually just your intestines. Yeah. Ew. And if you uh, if you're deficient in the G6PD, it's I I'm not gonna try to pronounce it, but it may, basically for hemophiliac, you got the thin blood. It's apparently being a hemophiliac is you're deficient with G6PD. It can kill you because it can it can cause hemolysis. I think is how you pronounce it, which basically means that your red blood cells explode. Awesome. Uh, because they can't protect themselves against the bleach that you're drinking. Yeah. I, I'm not a doctor at all, but I don't think that's a good thing when your blood cells explode. So this whole thing was made very, very popular by a couple of different people. Originally, it was a man named Jim Humble, which said he cured malaria with it in like 96 or some shit like that. I didn't dive into like his history because he's very secretive, apparently. Well, yeah. So is uh, Caravera and, but it all, it all encompasses to the Genesis 2 church. The Genesis 2 church is registered as a church, but is not a spiritual church. It is a church of health and healing. Their beliefs and what they abide by are pay to join. Of course. And the list of advantages as a member Oh, hit me with them. Protection against vaccinations, unwanted x-rays, scans, or health insurance mandated by human authority. We are a church, and it is against our church's beliefs. People have already used their membership cards to keep from being vaccinated and from going through scans. The ability to purchase health products of all kind in any quantity included but not limited to food, plants, vitamin, minerals, herbs, and all remedies in any quantity necessary for yourself or your family. This, pro- this protection will be understood when the church has its own health food stores right in the church building. 
The belief includes the right to maintain these products in your home. The reason they put that in their membership and the reason that they registered themselves as a church is because there's a lot of countries that have come out against MMS. And if registered as a church, they have protections under the amendments that they cannot be discriminated against. Because it is part of their church's beliefs. So they can't be forced to vaccinate because it's under their religious beliefs. And that's what that new law that's coming out in uh, New York, I think it was, where all those measles outbreaks came out. They said before you could reject vaccinations for personal beliefs. But now he's forcing it where it can only be with religious beliefs. And most general religions aren't against vaccinations. But this one is. So they can reject vaccinations. They can reject medical care. uh, Everything just because... They're a church. They're a church, yes. That's why they registered it as a church. So they just took a really long loophole. It's, it's It's literally a loophole so they can keep poisoning people. In my personal opinion. Okay. Well, this sounds like a load of shit. That's what it is. So they have their own little membership card. Yes, memberships are $35 per adult, which includes the membership card with a picture for the first year, and $20 a year thereafter. Children 12 and below are half price, and each child should carry one of these cards, especially to prevent vaccinations. You know what this sounds like to me? A cult. Auschwitz. It may, it, it, yes and no, um... I think it really it really follows a lot of the cult guidelines. Um, they're not being forced into it, but if you I don't want to promote their website, but if you mm. look up Genesis two and you read through a lot of their stuff, there's a lot of scripture. There's a lot of things that make it seem that make it sound really really good. There's a lot of things that make the church sound really good. Uh, the same thing with a lot of how a lot of other religions have worked, how James or Jonestown worked. You start your message very, very positive and pushing, okay, here's their service to mankind. Number one, doing good deeds. Number two, good health for all mankind. Number three, doing what is right. Number four, freedom for all mankind. Number five, enlightening others with the truth. Number six, helping one another. Number seven, maintaining integrity in all things. That is their creed. Which sounds really, really good until you get in there and they're like, hey, put bleach in your kid's ass. Does membership come with a free jug of Clorox? Uh, Possibly. Yes. Sponsorship. How many, what'd you say? Uh, Commandments? What was it? So that's, they have their beliefs. Oh, how many are there? Eight. Eight. They have eight beliefs. Eight beliefs. They say, we believe that our individual spirits live within our temple or our physical body and therefore need to maintain said temple in a clean manner as God, our creator, demands. They use that same Corinthian scripture that they use to fucking fight tattoos. That? That same, my temple, body is a temple thing. That, well, you you know, my tenet on that, uh, our bodies are inviolable to our own will. Um, that sounds a lot like Heaven's Gate to me. Yeah. The being inside? Yeah. No, I'm good. But there's there's been a lot of pushback against MMS. This church has pushed it hard. They say it cures. Okay, 
It is falsely promoted as a cure for HIV, malaria, hepatitis, H1N1 flu virus, common colds, autism, acne, cancer, and much more. It was originally coined by Jim Humble. Guess what he what religion he followed? What? Scientology. Ooh, I, I don't like his stupid hat. He was a Scientologist. He put the first book out in 2006. There's been no clinical trials. Uh, the only anecdotal reports were from his book. And there's a lot of videos on YouTube that are testimonials of them giving their kid this CD protocol to cure their autism. Like, I would rather my kid have autism than puking and shitting everywhere and having nausea and rope worms coming out of their ass. Like, I would um, rather deal with the autism than having to clean up that mess. And you know, like, the thing is, you know when something's bi- like bad when you can't sell it as its own thing. Yeah. You can't, like, a lot of, most sellers don't sell MMS as MMS. They sell it as a water purifier, because technically, that's what CD is. CD is used a lot in camping and stuff like that as a water purifier. You go, if you go down, like, he first found out about this in Africa, when he was mining gold with probably slaves. Chlorine dioxide in very, very, very minute like concentrations can clean water so it's viable for you to drink but these people are wrecking my recommending 24 doses a day we'll talk about rivera in a second with her fight against autism but if you look on her website she goes over her routine for a day for her kid when she's in when he's in school and when he's out of school when he's in school he gets 12 doses a day when he's not in school, he gets six, 18 to 24. And I mean, I don't know how many, how much a dose is. They say drops. So that's probably equal to like a milliliter, maybe a little less. But I mean, that's 24 milliliters a day. That's a lot of shit. It, the, do you remember the Amanda Todd story? Yeah. It, this, this church or cult or whatever, it sounds like that they're spawning a lot more of this. If anybody listening doesn't remember who Amanda Todd was, she was that girl from Canada that was bullied into committing suicide. She wasn't bullied into, like, the bully wasn't telling her to kill herself. It's just she was bullied in school and decided to take her own life, which is fucking awful. Yeah. She drank bleach. Yeah. All the Karens of the world are believing in this shit. It's it's a lot of people that are afraid to deal with their child not being quote unquote air quotes right here normal. You know, it's this was used legally in some African countries. Like in Cameroon, there was a 2018 study by Heinrich Hein University in Dusseldorf, Germany. It was tested on 500 malarial patients in Cameroon finding that it was a promising new approach in malaria treatment. And then in May of 2019, the Guardian newspaper contacted the university and was told the study had been reviewed and found to be scientifically worthless, contradictory, and in part, ethically problematic. The guy that ran the test was stripped of his title as APL professor on the faculty grounds that he had severely damaged the respectability and trust this title requires and no longer works at the university. Duh. And if they constantly want to fight about saying, well, this 
it's not chlorine. It's we're not giving them chlorine. It's chloride dioxide, but the, the FDA has not approved it. It's not clinically tested. The only testimonials are for people following a Facebook groups. These are Facebook doctors. These are random mothers that are saying, we're curing my kid of autism by giving him pool shock. No, you're not. You're causing what could, maybe, maybe it does work. Maybe it fixes that one kid. I'm not going to try it. But like maybe, but do you want your kid to live through the side effects this causes? I would rather have my child have autism than have to bury my child. It just, I'm not saying that it's, people aren't saying it's going to kill the kid, but it possibly could depending, depending on your kid's health situations or the person, I'm not going to keep saying kid, the person's health situations. Like if, if they have hemophilia, it'll kill them because it'll damage their red blood cells. If you already have high blood pressure, it's going to make, it's going to hurt. You already have low blood pressure. It's going to make it worse. It severely dehydrates you. It causes vomiting. It causes nausea. It causes diarrhea. It causes, it causes a lot of things. Uh, when I was a child, my mom said that I ingested some bleach. Mm -hmm. Uh, she said it was just like a tiny amount, like a capful and poison control was called. Yeah. They're afraid. They told her to induce vomiting. Yeah, make you throw up. Yeah. Uh that that this is horse shit. I mean, in twenty sixteen, I remember reading this, Jim Humble was told he had to come out and say that it was not a cure for something. He because the courts they the courts did the same thing to Carrie Rivera. They were said they, they had to sign a document saying they would no longer promote the product. In Carrie Rivera's case, it was in the state of Illinois, but they had to come out and say they cannot promote the product because you're feeding misinformation that could hurt people. And technically, if a kid died, they could sue her or press charges against her for reckless endangerment. I am sure that on their website that there is, like during your membership, that if you have to sign something, and I'm you sure- You 100% have to sign an NDA. I'm sure it's a liability form. It has to be. Because when he came out in 2016, he had to say, this is not a cure. What it does, it attacks the malaria virus or disease, whatever malaria is. I think it's a virus. It attacks malaria and weakens it to the point where your white blood cells can fight it off. So he couldn't, he didn't want to come out directly and be like, hey, it doesn't work, but it kind of does. He couldn't say that it cures it like he had been for the past 20 years or well, since 2006. It he, works, but it don't. He's like, it doesn't cure it, but it does help. And Carrie Rivera, she lives in Mexico now to avoid oh, U.S. laws. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, the Illinois Eternal Attorney General made her sign a document saying she would no longer promote the use of chlorine dioxide or CD in the state of Illinois. She signed it and it, say, it stated... Rivera makes unsubstantiated health and medical claims regarding the use of chlorine dioxide in the treatment of autism. In truth and fact, respondent lacks competent and reliable scientific evidence to support her claims that chlorine dioxide can treat autism. 
Respondents act of promoting unsubstantiated health and medical claims regarding the use of chlorine dioxide in the treatment of autism constitutes a violation of Section 2 of the Consumer Fraud Act. She had to sign that, and that refrains her from speaking at seminars and selling it for the treatment of autism. But she still does. She still runs a Facebook page and website that promotes injecting autistic children with toxic chlorine dioxide formula via enema. And whenever those kids expel the ropeworms from the chlorine dioxide destroying their intestines, she plays it off saying it's just parasites. It's healing her. It's healing the kid. No, they're shitting their literal intestines out. It's not a parasite. And it's... It blows my mind that people truly believe in this. It's that people have had, people have been a, come down on. There was another couple in Seattle that had to, had a settlement of like $40,000. They had to pay out because they were selling it and labeling it as water purification drops instead of selling it as MMS, as chlorine dioxide. These people are hiding what they're selling so legally they can do it. You can promote it online as much as you want because you're protected from through your freedoms for promoting it. But when it comes to selling it, it becomes illegal because you're lying about what you're selling. You're selling a potential deadly substance as water purification droplets. And you know you're doing that because you know you're not allowed to sell it otherwise. It's just uh, reminds me of going into a head shop and going to see all the pipes and bongs in the back and it's saying let for me, tobacco use. Let only. me get a bubbler dog. Yeah. It's for tobacco use only wink. I need a bubbler. You can't say bong because that implies that you're smoking the Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh, or going into a gas station and getting the air quotation phone cards. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just like that, but you're, making your children very, very sick. Yeah, it's, I don't recommend anybody following it because the way they, the way they word their websites and the way they talk about the things that they're doing, it does make it sound good. It makes it sound convincing. It makes them sound like they're right with these arguments they put forward with all these testimonials, which we don't know how true they are. But make sure you go into it with an open mind anytime you're presented something like this because when you fully dive into something without questioning it, you have things that end up like Jonestown. Right. What's stopping this church from evolving to that? Because this church hasn't been around that long. What stops them from turning into a drink the Kool-Aid? But instead of cyanide or whatever it was, it's just bleach. You know, they can increase the concentration of those droplets anytime and just pop it into some some flavor aid. So I'm right. Nothing stopping that. In my opinion, this is a cult that is feeding deadly misinformation to Facebook groups of these moms that are afraid of their kids being quote unquote retarded. And of course, if you read it on Facebook, it has to be true. Yes. Facebook doctors are just as bad as Google lawyers. Okay. Mm. But before we move on to the final subject of the day, I'm just going to go on a little rant that if you can't handle your child having autism or any sickness, you don't deserve that child. Give that child to somebody that will take care of it and not poison it. If your child has autism, 
that makes your child even more special. Just live with it. It also, I mean, your autism isn't making your kid, air quotes again, even though you can't see me, useless. Yes, some parts of their brain are underdeveloped, but other parts of their brain are overdeveloped. Yeah, I know some great artists that yeah, are autistic. Yeah, we, we went to school with a cartoonist yeah. that teaches, he, he has autism. Yeah, he but teaches classes now. He is a cartoonist. He has made money drawing cartoons. He teaches classes on art, making cartoons, because he is a genius when it comes to pen and paper. But that's how autism works. But you're, maybe he doesn't know science very well. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's how it works. You're a genius in like certain areas, but in other areas, you're not. It's like you, the your brain isn't, I don't know anything about autism. I'm just speaking from what I maybe know. It's like your brain's focus is not put spread evenly throughout everything. It's pointed in certain directions and on certain things. And that's just what you have to deal with. They develop slower, yes, maybe. But that doesn't mean they're less of a person. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you don't have to feed being. them poison. They're still do not feed being. them poison. Love your children. Stop poisoning them. Yes. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm gonna stop on that before I lose my mind because I'm gonna keep ranting about the same things over and over again. <laughs> so we're gonna transition to the last subject that we're gonna cover, and it's aliens. Yay! Speaking about buttholes. Yeah. Speaking about unwanted animals. <laughs> okay we're talking about to the stars academy if anybody knows who that is the to the stars academy was created in 2017 by a very legendary man yeah that you know a lot about yeah tom delong delange delange tom delange you can talk about him real quick tom delange is a very great musician 25 Uh, million records 25 million records was one of the biggest bands in the 90s. And 2000s. And 2000s. Has topped the charts many times with his two friends, Mark and Travis. And if you know who I'm talking about, good for you. If you don't, you've been living under a rock. But he is one of of three members of Blink-182. He co-founded Blink-182 and co-founded Angels and Airwaves. Which I did not know until I started researching this. And it, it took Casey by surprise when he was reading about To The Stars Academy and he came across Tom. He's like, who the fuck is that? Why does that sound so familiar? <laughs> yeah. And then he gets to like his little bio and he's like, oh, okay. Blink-182, yeah. But Tom DeLonge, is, he loves aliens. Yeah. Like, he has uh, YouTube videos about how he's talking about them. He, he's not an idiot when it comes to this. No, not at all. But he created this uh, academy, and it looks pretty sweet. It's So the academy is basically, it's got like a three-tiered approach. Uh, they have an entertainment, aerospace, and basically research and development science type division. So on three different fronts is what they're attacking. They, they like to, I feel like the enter- entertainment division is kind of like a sword, like a double-edged sword almost for them where... They can promote themselves while constantly also promoting other businesses. They want to promote creators, whether content creators in general, whether it be musicians. Uh, they might even sponsor certain YouTubers or streamers or something like that. I don't know exactly who they cover sponsor-wise. So that 
it's they want like-minded people that put good information out there and they're okay with helping sponsor them so that that information gets out there entertainment wise when that comes with you know the reason we're talking about them is because they have a new show coming out in four days called unidentified inside america's ufo investigation which is coming out may 31st on the history channel that's the main reason but they also have their science division which is going to be pretty much all research and development because they want to go to the moon basically yeah they're probably gonna be the next ones behind elon musk to go to the moon or to go to space i should say but the company's science division is a theoretical and experimental laboratory that seeks to challenge conventional thinking and discover the next generation of physics. They have access to world-renowned scientists, and they're trying to push science forward into a new development. It's the same thing they're trying to do in aerospace. They're talking about space-time metric engineering, which I don't know what the fuck that is. Warp drive metrics, don't know what the fuck that is. No. Beamed energy propulsion launch systems. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Beam energy. It sounds cool. One more time. Beam. Beamed energy propulsion launch systems. It sounds like they're trying to use light to propel. I don't know what it is, but it sounds amazing. They're a public benefit company, corporation, because they're trying to engage in R&D and produce content to promote knowledge, discussion, awareness, and generate funds for research that has a positive impact on society. That's the company. It's headed by Tom DeLong and my other favorite guy. His name is Luis <laughs> Elizondo. It's like saying his fucking name. Dude, he's a badass. He was in the military. He He's a career intelligence officer. He worked with the U.S. Army, the Department of Defense, National Counterintelligence Agency, and he was the director of national intelligence. As former special agent in charge, he conducted and supervised highly sensitive espionage and terrorism investigations throughout the world. He ran uh, clandestine source operations throughout Latin America and Middle East. Most recently, he managed security for certain sensitive portfolios for the U.S. government as the director for the National Program Special Management Staff. He ran a very specific secretive aerospace threat identification program on UFOs, or is it UPAs also? Unidentified. Anyway, on UFOs. He worked directly with the government on UFOs. Try telling that big-ass dude that he's wrong. Yeah. It's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, UAP. But this new show they're, they're coming out with, I'm kind of, I might actually watch it. I'm not a big fan of Aliens, but I'm kind of interested because of Tom DeLonge, really. But this guy, Luis... He confirmed the existence of the hidden government program. And in 2017, there were three encounters that were released to the public from the government of UAPs or UFOs. Probably just should just say UFO because people know what UFO is more. But he resigned, resigned from government, his government position, because he kept expressing to the government that these are a threat and they didn't give a shit, basically. So he was like, fuck y'all, I'm out. I'm going to find somebody that actually gives a shit. Then he hooks up with the old Tommy boy. Yeah, so History Channel's new six-part, one-hour limited series. So it's going to be six one-hour episodes. It's him, Elizondo, speaking out for the first time with Tom DeLong, 
and Chris Mellon, which is a former deputy assistant secret of defense and intelligence. He also is part of Two Stars. On a series of startling encounters and embark on fascinating new investigations that will urge the public to ask questions and look for answers. It's going to be really, really exciting to see two people that were in the government and directly had hands in their own government UFO programs and see what they have to say. Because they're out of the government, they can say whatever they want. I'm down for this. Super excited to see what they have to say, honestly. I'm, I'm down for this. You know, my religion, we don't really believe in the supernatural, but we do what we want to a limit. But this isn't the supernatural, though. This, I, I will straight up tell you that aliens are real. I've seen weird shit in the sky. You, you can ask our friend Lloyd. Yeah. Name drop. You can ask our friend Lloyd Dalberry. <laughs> um, I was at his house. And we were on the back porch and I looked up to the sky because that's what we do. We look up to the sky. We're always looking at the stars. Yeah. Because it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I saw an object fly upwards and away. And there is nothing, no airplane, nothing, weather balloon that can go diagonally up then straight up to the left. Yeah. That quickly. Fast as fuck, boy. And I told Lloyd, I was like, dude, I just saw a UFO. I swear to God, there's a spaceship up there. And he came outside and he's looking up. He's like, where, where, man? And I pointed where it was. I was like, that guy got excited. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. I go down to the bathroom. I hear him screaming from the back <laughs> porch. Dude, there it is. I saw it, man. I saw it. So yeah, I do believe in aliens. I do believe in UFOs. I don't see why people wouldn't. In my personal opinion, with how big our galaxy is, it's infinite. And there's proof of just these like thousands and thousands and thousands of other galaxies. Do you really think we're the only intelligent life? Are we going full circle back to topic one? <laughs> because, Almost. Because that's what I believe in that there are. An infinite number of universes. Yeah, it's the multiverse theory is a thing I truly do believe in. I, I do believe in the Mandela effect. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe in that because it was the Berenstain bears, <laughs> not Berenstain, goddammit. But, but I feel like we are going full circle because the, how do you think aliens get here? They uh, crash land. Yeah, they crash land most of the time because they're terrible fucking drivers. They look they must all Asian. be women. <laughs> they look Asian. Uh, maybe joke. You know, warp drive. Aliens probably have the technology. They have advanced technology that uh, we don't, nor will ever have in a thousand years. What if they do have the warp drive technology? This is what Tom's going for. Is probably where his idea sprouted from. Is aliens having? He wants to be on. He he's on. <laughs> like um. Warp drive, you know, if you, through the fabric of time, if you blow through it. If you go fast enough, you go to a different galaxy. Yeah. Like, essentially. Uh, the, I, that's how I think time travel would work. That's how I think warp drive works. Because if you read about these astronauts... You have to understand that time is completely relative because it's a man-made construct. Yeah. 
just like being an astronaut up in space, like what what was the formula to tell time up there? Like a I do not remember. A certain amount of time is like a certain amount of years down here. Yeah. So that's that's what I believe in. I rambled. That is not going to make any sense at all. But some dude wearing a tinfoil hat is going to be like, I feel you, man. But you have to understand, when it comes to aliens, I actually had this thought the other day. I don't remember who I told it to. But we always think of aliens. We always think of other planets with intelligent life. What if what I want to see is why do we think all aliens, all other intelligent life, are futuristic? Like, I'm sure aliens look at us like we're caveman. Yeah. The futuristic aliens, the people like the Jetsons, that Mm -hmm. type of planet. That's the easiest way I can describe it. But what if we look back and there's another planet full of cavemen? Maybe there's a planet that's stuck in the Roman Empire. In that age. That's the multiverse theory. Yeah. Like, why do we always look at aliens like they're futuristic? Because I thought I first thought about this when we used to play Palladium, Superhero or Heroes Unlimited, because you could play as aliens that are different forms of aliens, like Rhino, Feline, Canine, all that stuff. Imagine us getting invaded, right? This this they're invading us. And you don't see like grays come out or like your typical alien. You see a big rhino motherfucker with a fucking axe. And you try to shoot him. Our bullets don't do nothing because they have rock hard fucking skin because they live in whatever planet. I always think about that. Like, why do we always look like we always look toward them being futuristic? What if they're less, more, less futuristic and more barbaric? It's not always going to be a futuristic weird thing no idea aliens is a topic you can ramble about for a long time because technically there's no truth to it and there's no falsehood to it we should get lloyd in here that will be a three-hour episode i'm sure lloyd knows a ton about to the stars that's his like one wishes his baby daddy tom delange is his bae like he's in love with him Uh so okay oh for fuck all think that's all we have for today yeah. What what was the quote I ended on last week? Spay and neuter your pets. I think that was at the very very end. I cut it right at that. Oh, you should have <laughs> left the process right theme song in. <laughs> uh, spay and neuter your Sam squanches. Okay, this th- that was today's episode. We kind of just rambled through a bunch of different things. We didn't have a ton of time to research because it's been a really fucking crazy week yeah. at FedEx. So we decided to like jump on a couple of different stories we had found out about a couple of different things that we didn't have to dive too heavily into that we could just have feelings about and rant on. Uh, next week, we're back to doing Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, that's what we agreed upon yesterday. Yeah, next week's going to be Crash Bandicoot. And then the week after that, you wanted to do some type of haunting. Yeah, I want to cover the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah, we're going to cover that after that. So, I have, I've been fascinated with this house since I was a child. I know nothing about it, so I'm going to learn a lot oh, when I research learn, it. You're going to learn a lot. I'm going to learn a lot. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you ever want to see Casey alive again, please send the money. Please. Please send the money. We won't hurt him if you drop off the money. Please. I'm Joseph. I'm Casey. That's it. We love you. Follow us on Twitter. Mm.
My Twitter is LasersGG. Mine is at my name. Just Joseph Passable. Because I'm not original and my usual username didn't fit. I mean, Joseph, that's actually like really impressive that you got your full name perfectly. It, that was it. Like I signed like, up and that was it. That was all, That's actually pretty good. Yeah. You probably had it for a long time. Well, uh, my original, like my username that I use on everything is throw that ass in a prayer circle. <laughs> <laughs> but it was too many letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Follow the, uh, the, the podcast. We have a Twitter for it's the torn page pod. Twitter.com slash the torn page pod. We're also on YouTube. Just search the torn page podcast. Yeah, I'll have uh, everything will be up eventually um, by Friday. Um, I'll, I'm pretty much going to upload everything on Fridays. Uh, right now, I have it on Spotify, Google Podcast, iTunes. I'm going to try and get it on. Stitcher and on SoundCloud this week since I didn't know I saw me. And then it's also on Podbean because that's the podcast hosting site we use. That's the easiest place. Uh, I had to use Podbean anyway because it's a podcast hosting site. And so if they make everything easier, I wish they would give me money. Anyway. Anyways. That's pretty much it. I'm going to go replace the door handles in my truck. And I'm hungry as shit. Same. So. Thank you for listening. Listen again. Next time. Next week. Maybe. If Casey's still alive, if you don't drop off the fucking money, I will kill him.